0: Hey guys, welcome to my series of podcast episodes about what, how. Um, My goal with these episodes is going to be to try to explain to you what a certain comprehensible input strategy is and how to implement it in your classrooms. I hope they're helpful for you. All right, guys, this what, how episode is going to focus on PQA, otherwise known as Personalized Questions and Answers. And this is a special request from one of my Preaching to Acquire Instagram followers. And the reason why I jumped on making this podcast literally like hours after the request, like in the same day, is because I have an interesting take on this. And it might be an unpopular opinion, or maybe it's a secret popular opinion. Or maybe it's just my opinion. I'm not sure. But I don't really do personalized questions and answers, PQA, on its own. I used to. And I found myself having a really hard time getting students to engage when the questions weren't very natural feeling to me. And maybe that's just because I wasn't coming up with great questions or... I'm an awkward teacher, I don't know, could be all of the above. But basically the idea behind personalized questions and answers often is that you have a certain verb or structure or um, tense or something that you want the students to get used to hearing, get familiar with, um, and so you come up with questions to ask the students about their lives with these words or phrases. So for example, if I am working on the verb ear to go in Spanish, or I want them to get that because it's an important verb for them to be able to talk about what they do and where they're going and what they're going to do. I might come up with a set of questions that's like, where do you go after school? When do you go to the park? Where do you go on Saturdays? Things like that, for example. Um, And so when I was trying to do PQA in that style, where it was very limited and awkward and totally not natural to a normal conversation, it bombed for me, and I didn't have a ton of success with it. Every once in a while, though, there would be a good question that prompted a great discussion, but it was often the follow-up questions that, continued that discussion and the engagement. For example, I think one time I asked my students what is your favorite noise and that prompted a very interesting discussion along with what is your least favorite noise and I had students in my eighth grade Spanish class making noises and then if people like reacting to them and then you know the discussion kind of got carried away on that time but that didn't happen very often for me. So my suggestion for any of you listening, if you're looking to personalize discussions with your students is to do that within your other comprehensible input that makes sense. Now, I wouldn't necessarily do this if I am telling or writing a story because I don't wanna disrupt the flow of the story and the narration or the description or the flow of the class or the lesson. I would do this totally in activities-like, and I'm sure I will record episodes in the future how to explain these if you're not sure how to do them yet, but like card talk, for example, when students draw something that maybe they like or dislike or their favorite food or something or their favorite place on a card and you talk about it. So, you know, if I'm talking about something they like and a kid draws a cat, I'm not just going to say, oh, Bobby likes cats. I'm going to bring the whole class in on that discussion. So it's more like whole class personalization in the activities. So I'm not just singling out Bobby. Obviously, Bobby feels special because I'm talking about his card. But now I'm saying, who else in the class likes cats? Who doesn't like cats? Who has a cat? But they're engaged because it's something that they have chosen to focus the conversation on. Obviously, if you are limited in your themes or units or vocabulary that you have to teach, you might want to try to target some questions or ideas, but I would target a prompt for a card talk in that way. So if you have a unit on food that you have to teach... Instead of asking maybe students open-ended questions or picking options for them and being like, who likes this? Who likes that? Do you prefer this or that? Based off of your vocab list, I would have them maybe draw their favorite food on one side of a piece of paper and their least favorite food on the other and then use the cards and the foods that they have chosen to prompt that discussion. You can always do some practice on Quizlet or quizzes or cahoots and things like that to do conscious learning of the extra vocabulary words. But I find that when the students make personal connections to the words and phrases and questions and conversations we're having, that it sticks in their brain better. So that's where I like to let the personalized questions and answers flow naturally from what we're discussing. Another example of this is when I was doing a visual survey that I talked about in episode two of the What and How series about different places around our town. I didn't just talk about the places and what you could see in the picture. I personalized that to my students. So when we got to the one that was about... Blue Harbor Resort, which is a water park hotel resort right on Lake Michigan in Wisconsin where I live, I asked the students, who likes Blue Harbor? You know, who goes to Blue Harbor in the summer? Or there was, you know, a beach. Who likes to play at the beach? Who likes swimming in Lake Michigan? You know, who likes to play volleyball? You know, things like that. And just kind of getting their getting their preferences and weighing in on the discussion that i've started and that we're already talking about. So i hope that helps you with my ideas for personalized questions and answers. The last suggestion i want to give that anytime you are doing questioning in your classes, i would highly recommend that you try to provide answers for your novice level students and even your low intermediate students. For example, Oftentimes I will do like a poll of the class. Like we did some questions and chatting about um, like who saw a movie over the break. And so I asked, who saw a movie? So all they had to do was raise their hands. So it's a super easy way for them to um, get engaged in the conversation, but not feel put on the spot to output. Then I asked, what movie did you see? And I would give them an example from myself in Spanish. So I would say, What movie or what is the name of the movie that you saw? And I would say, I saw Frozen 2. I saw Little Women. And then they knew from my answers what question I was asking. And even if I'm not sure, I'll ask them, What did I just ask you? in English and have them all shout out, What movie? What was, what's the name of the movie? What's the movie called? And then they're all like, oh, okay, we're all on the same page. And then I can jump right back into the target language and continue that conversation. So providing them with example responses from your own life and also opportunities for them to give answers that are proper nouns so they can feel like they're participating in the discussion even though they're using words they already know. Otherwise, yes or no questions are huge. So the kids were like, when I asked about the movies what movie did you see? And they're like, some of them said Frozen 2. And I said, was it good or bad? Or did you like it? Or did you not like it? And they could just say yes or no to me. Also giving either or options are is good too in giving them those words. And then once you know your students have more of the ability to respond and they have that target language in their brain that they've acquired some structures, then you can start asking some more open-ended questions. But definitely scaffolding their responses is super huge in helping engage them in the conversation. And when the conversation starts to die out, don't keep pushing it. Let it die, move on, try something else, bail out to a write and discuss or some other strategy, ask a new question, have them turn and talk to a neighbor about what we just learned about our class, and then move on to something else. Don't try to force it. Good luck and let me know how it goes with your questions and answers.